Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, it's the president of Blaze PR, Matt Kovacs. You are found on the web at blazepr.com. Matt, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah, so tell us what Blaze PR does. I'm going to guess it's public relations, but I'm just guessing. Puerto Rico, it is public relations. Yeah, no, really, Blaze is a a lifestyle agency. You know, really, we look at, um, focus really on challenger brands. So brands that are, you know, two, three, four in their space. You know, their marketing dollars have to go that much harder and we can be that much more creative. Uh, and really, you know, it's within the lifestyle category. It's really as people go about their day, they're going to run into, you know, contact with our brand. So it can be food and beverage, uh, health and wellness, so supplements, uh, you know, fitness centers, malls, etc. So we really look to um, in- encapsulate that within a PR landscape. And I think the value proposition really for clients is that you know, because we're uh, in a lifestyle sort of diverse nature, that gives us the opportunity to speak to a variety of media, to influencers, to bloggers, digital media, et cetera. So you're not really pigeonholed uh, for, for a brand. Yeah. So is I like the term challenger brand. I, and I've heard that before, but uh, I didn't know what it meant. So, so, so challenger brand would be maybe you're in kind of a noisy vertical that you have a lot of perceived competition. And so then the challenge is we got to find a way for you to break out of the pack. Is that it? Correct. Yeah. It's, it's really in, in across the board, not only from their uh, you know marketing perspective, but really how they approach packaging, their social media, how they speak to their consumers, what they can do to break through, and as well within their category, what they're doing in their product lines. You know, if they're adding, uh, you know, if, if they're plussing up their brand or if they're adding, you know, extra elements, ways that they can break through. Because so many of the uh, established brands have, you know, a, a foothold and really, you know, the, uh, the abilities to break through, not only for your consumer, but also for retailers and buyers, you know, within the trades, you really want to make sure that you're getting in touch with, uh, you know, all your audiences. Yeah. You know, man, I'm going to point something out that I think is just, and I mentioned this to you as soon as you popped on. It's amazing. So how many relationships we have with PR agencies and they're always, you know, always doing as great a work as they can for their clients, but it's amazing how little PR uh, there is for the PR agencies themselves, right? And I, I wonder if maybe there's a fear of like, oh, no one wants to know about us, or maybe you know that there's uh, apprehension because it might feel just too meta or something like that uh, for a PR rep. But but what I, I wanted to compliment you yeah. because you have been visible, you have been out there talking about uh, the industry and you know what's working and and what makes you uh, you know what makes Blaze unique. So I, I just wanted to compliment you. For for doing that. Thank you. Yeah, no, I think what's refreshing too, I think is the same time in, in why we're different, you know, clients, if we're going to put them up in front of interviews, you know, they get, they, they may have that fear or, you know, we give them the media training, you give them a media brief, but when they see that you've done it as well, you know, they yeah. can say, okay, you know, this is what you need to do. And it also, I think is important because, 
especially as you know, the, obviously the industry is changing and even just the disciplines, it's a way for us to ensure that we're on top of it as well. So as I say, hey, you know, speak to this reporter, I've also spoken to that reporter or I've had a conversation or I've been interviewed. So it's ways that you're being much more authentic and, and I think true to yourself when you're uh, teeing up media. Yeah. Say, for example, so let's, you know, just kind of taking a look at your portfolio here yeah. and some of the client news that you've gotten. A Bluetooth speaker, you know, I think that would be one where, you know, they're like, yep, there's a lot of Bluetooth speakers out there. Um, so when you get a client like that, like yeah. how, how do you figure out what you're going to do and what's the, what's the imagination process to get to, I think this is our biggest play right here. I think uh, what we try and do really is part of our download. It's um, really twofold. First thing we'll do is a media perception audit. So we'll go mm. out and we'll actually poll uh, media to find out what the, um, uh, you know, the aspects are and the whole element around, um, you know, what media thinks of the brand and the category. And then on the flip side, I think the other aspect is um, what we do is look at who they're trying to reach as an as end consumer. So if they're really going after, um, you know, the elements of, um, uh, you know, is it uh, millennials? Is it Gen Z? You know, are these people interested in um, parties or they want to have, you know, do they have a boat? Do they go, you know, overland type adventures? So when you look at a, a Bluetooth speaker, that's some of the ways to break through. So, you know, their goals and what they're trying to reach. And I think that's the way that, you know, your media can then dictate, you know, the types of audiences. Yeah. You know, what's really interesting, I remember you know, back in the day, you know, my background is in is media and, you know, with my other company, Savings Angel, I was kind of, you know, I had no money for advertising. So I had to kind of get my own PR, which is, you know, kind of my story, yeah. you know, 25, 2,500 media appearances later, you know, I kind of developed some, some skills at it. But, um, you know, it's really interesting with when we look at the evolution of placements and, you know, where, you know, the past 10, 15 years, the allure of working with social media influencers and bloggers and people who have audiences online, as opposed to traditional media, each now have uh, lots of uh, uh, treasures and prizes behind them. And in, in which cases would you say, you know what, I think we really need to push for some traditional media coverage versus you know, just getting some YouTuber to talk about you. And and I don't even know if you work with the influencers as well, but can you kind of talk yeah. about traditional versus um, more influencer sure. uh, type yeah. exposure? We focus on, um, I think really the important aspect is, uh, you know, morning broadcast television. That's still the last place that is sort of appointment television where people, you know, in the morning turn on the TV, they catch their local news, they may catch, you know, the Today Show or whatever. But, you know, you really focus on those aspects because you do have the opportunity to reach the full household, you know, because that, you know, the TV is on as people are running out the door having breakfast. And I think that's a, an important factor. And it's still a platform where, you know, that local uh, regional media gives uh, your know, brands the chance to really speak to the audiences. And it could be, you know, here's the 10 things for, you know, back to school snacks, or here's the new year, new you products, or, you know, here's your holiday gift guides. And it's a way that that traditional media still reaches your, uh, you know, your general consumer, you know, because to your point, you know, influencers and, you know, the YouTubers, they be, they're so specialized and, you know, laser focused, but it's also, you know, great for, you know, broad spectrum of media, especially when you're looking at growing a brand, brand building, expert positioning, to be able to have those types of uh, audiences and also as a way mm. that, you know, helps to drive broader sales. Yeah, for sure. Um, when um, somebody, uh, are, are you doing the, uh, let's say a TV placement, um, 
you know, are you doing it just for the exposure or, you know, because I think one thing that I would argue is that traditional media, fine for exposure. Um, you know, if you want eyeballs, social media, you know, working with influencer might actually be, you know, a better play. But the authority you get from being on KTLA or something like that Absolutely. is a huge prize that, that you can leverage for lots of other things. I think that the aspect is <clears throat> depending on the audience. Again, KTLA is going to give you, you know, sort of that wacky morning zoo. You know, you have to be over the top. You have to, it has to fit your brand because they're so, uh, you know, exciting in the way they really present the news versus if it's, you know, again, uh, Kate, you know, uh, CBS news here, you know, very straightforward, yeah. very factual. So it has hard to news. Yeah. And, and I think that's where the, the types of opportunities we look for is that it has to match with the brand's audience and voice is because you want to make sure that also the, the morning show, you know, the news people are excited about it. It comes across authentic. It doesn't feel stale or if it's, you know, your mom's news or something like that. So we really try and be uh, cognizant of those types of, uh, you know, uh, opportunities. Obviously, one, um, you know, kind of media outlet that I have a great amount of interest in is podcasts. Um, when is it appropriate um, to connect a client with a podcast? Like, what do you look for or what, you know, what what for you would make a really great pairing between uh, a particular podcast and a client that you're working with? Yeah, I think it's it's interesting, and in, in from a thought leadership standpoint, we you know we value podcasts. I think the long form opportunities and the ability for brands to really tell their story is you know I think a, a great uh, you know audience gatherer, if you will. The other thing we try and do, which I think is interesting, we had a conversation this week with one of our CEOs. We really try and find the podcast host that really matches up with the with the uh, CEO's personality, because I think that brings for a much broader discussion. And I think there's a lot more, you know, synergies and actually, you know, symbolism that happens with those discussions versus, you know, on a podcast, the mic's on. And if you're not jiving or connecting with the host, it can be really flat and it can get really boring very quickly. And it feels very robotic on both sides. The host is not, you know, engaged and they're just answering, you know, asking questions. The answers are flat. So we try and really mirror those types of things. So you have a really good uh, dialogue that happens. And I think it's important, you know, fairly quickly within you know, a relationship that podcasts start to happen. Because they, that gives the abilities for, again, obviously there's time as, you know, the recording and when it actually gets, you know, published. But I think that type of uh, narrative that the CEOs can bring as it trickles down into the marketing and into the aspects, I think it's an important factor. And because I think it's so shareable and it has that stickiness that, you know, it can be put in so many different places throughout social media as well for consumers and, you know, industry people to really hear what the CEO has to say. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I love it. You know, for someone like, let's say it could be an investor, it could be, you know, uh, or shareholders or, you know, maybe it'd be to be partners. I know that if it's, if, if it is a me, if it's just me buying your drink off the shelf at the store, I don't really, I don't probably don't care, you know, just show me some great Instagram visuals or show me your product being demoed on TV or something like, cool. But if we're talking about the bigger transactions and the partnerships and some of those, those, you know, maybe working with an influencer, for example, you know, if I want to feel like I've done a little bit of due diligence, man, if I can find a podcast where the CEO has been interviewed, that's the first place yeah. I look yeah. because I know that I'm going to get, uh, you know, I'm going to hear some of the, you know, maybe mission purpose values in that conversation that I might not see in an Instagram post. I know I won't see in an Instagram post, but that's, that's, you know, where I see yeah. the value of podcasts being super valuable. 
Well, and you hit it on the head there with um, uh, investors and in, in the like. You know, we have a couple of different examples where, to your point, CEOs run podcasts, put them out there. You have longer form, be able to talk about the brand and the vision and what's going on. And you know, we had um, uh, one brand that's going through European ex- expansion, and it was a, a series of different European investors that heard the podcast. You know, they Google and said, "Oh, I wonder what this brand is." They were able to hear directly from the CEO's voice, you know, what his vision and mission is. And then they were able to reach out in that regard. They probably, to your point, wouldn't have heard it or, or had that type of thought if it was just an Instagram post or if they saw it in the store, you know, they wouldn't have had that clarity around the brand where I think that's where, from a podcast standpoint, really brings that to light. Yeah. Um, and and um, Matt, um, in the world of PR, <laughs> what drives you crazy? Like when you see maybe um, not, not as reputable uh, PR agencies out there and, and the kind of the practices, maybe you've heard some horror stories from, mm-hmm. uh, from clients that you work with. Um, but what kind of stuff in the PR world drives you batty? I think when you see a lot of the false promises where, you know, uh, the either agencies or people or publicists say, Oh, I can get you on the today show or I can get you on Oprah, you know, and they, you know, it's like that Ugh. things take time and there's opportunities and there's, you know, there is a process that goes on. Uh, I think also that, um, you know, the, depending on the life cycle of the brand and where it is, and also when you look at all the, you know, the factors that are going on around it, that's a big ability within it. I think also the um, the, the thing that I think can be frustrating, and it's more, you know, nobody's fault, but you're seeing, uh, you know, traditional media really starting to, um, you know, obviously devolve, if you will. You know, the newspapers, the reporters, we've had, you know, articles that um, there might be a, a couple of facts that are, you know, incorrect or even grammatical errors with an article. And you reach out to the reporter and the reporter says, oh, I'm so busy. You know, if I have to go back and fix you know, every article, mm. I, I won't be able to do new articles. And, you know, let's just do another one. You know, they, so they're, the news cycle so fast that they almost discount, you know, what, when there are things. So we really try and ensure, you know, again, the media training, the media briefs, we really ensure that, you know, our, our clients can be as focused and, uh, you know, prepared as possible. So that when that happens, that everyone's, uh, you know, engaged in that, from that point and, and we don't have to worry about, okay, we have to fix this or, you know, the reporter screwed this up. What are metrics? Uh, how, how do you measure the success of PR? Because I know sometimes it can be hard, uh, you know, when a client's like, yeah, did we make sales from this? I, I don't know. Like, how, how can you demonstrate, nope, this was successful. I think there's a couple of things. What we try and do is um, you look at it from, uh, you know, the uh, varying factors. And, and what's great now is we subscribe to a number of different services that can give us a lot of data. So data yeah. is like you know, the key within PR. PR is always the gray science. You know, you, you know, if you feel you need to do it, it feels good, but what's it doing to drive that? So what we try and do is, A, it's it's brand building. It's more about, you know, that third-party validation of reporters and, and media and everyone, you know, talking about your product. But then what we can do is look at it on the back end to find out, you know, how many people visited the article, how much traffic went from the article to your website? How much, you know, uh, was there a bump in your social media? Did people spend more time on your website? So you can look at all these data factors to be able to attribute in that regard. It's not like advertising where, you know, you, mm-hmm. you run an ad, there's a phone number. Hey, we spent this much for the ad. This many people called the phone number and here's how many sales we had. That correlation just doesn't really happen within PR. We have aspects of, you know, we'll do a, um, a, a filter that we'll look at within coverage and say, what are the five things we want to see? So, you know, was the website mentioned? Was there a quote? Was there an image? Was there, you know, a call to action? Those types of things that we can really validate as well. And then you say, okay, here's here's how many people saw it. It had four out of five stars within our own filter. And, you know, again, as you look through it and, and then any of the um, sort of miscellaneous, uh, you know, things that are out there, hey, you know, we got some calls, we got some sales, you know, there's ways that you can pile this all up to say, yes, this was a quality piece of coverage. And knowing that it's not just the one, one and done, 
Well, that's the beauty of PR is that you have such more breadth of, of coverage and also articles, and it becomes more of a campaign field than just we ran, you know, one, one ad. Second to last question here, where are we headed with PR? Where, if you were to break out the PR crystal ball and you said, listen, and maybe you're talking to the PR industry as a whole, maybe you're talking to, you know, potential clients that are trying to figure out where, what is the puck that they should be skating to, uh, or what should they be paying attention to? Maybe it's an aspect that's becoming more and more important. What, what are some of the things that, that you're looking on the horizon toward? Yeah, I think it's going to be, um, it, and it's still, you know, evolving, but I think a lot of the uh, VR and AR, you know, it's going to be a lot of this, uh, you know, virtual reality elements, the metaverse, and then I think the aspects of what are we going to do within that. And then from an AI standpoint, really, you know, where, where can PR go? Because so much of it's digital now, and how does it really translate? You know, we have a, a number of brands that we've done some um, programs within, uh, you know, uh, the metaverse starting, you know, really starting to talk about it and see how we can break through. Obviously with NFTs, you know, there, there's, everyone's trying to come up with the next, you know, what is going to be that aspect in, in brands that can do it where it's authentic and it doesn't feel like it's just a, a you know, grab to do it from a, from a PR marketing standpoint. So I think those are conversations we're having. And also at the same time, you know, you look at, uh, is there a, you know, as we come out of this sort of, you know, new normal, renewed normal, what are the things that people are going to want to get back to? Is it more out, you know, events? Is it sampling? Is it, you know, really exploring that? So you have both online and offline. I think that's the conversation that's uh, du jour. Yeah. All right. So when somebody goes to blazepr.com uh, and they're like, well, I definitely need some more visibility. I'd like to get some more authority. I want to break out uh, from the masses. So we're not just lumped in and, you know, uh, you know, where they're just competing on, price and it's a race to the bottom, but they can actually differentiate themselves. Um, but what what should they do when they want to begin that engagement process with Blaze? Yeah, I, I think there's some interesting uh, elements. You know, obviously when we have uh, prospects call us, you know, we walk through that sort of, uh, you know, the, that a- aspect of a conversation of, you know, what are your goals? You know, are you launching a new product? Are you looking for more awareness? Is it brand building? Are you looking to be acquired, you know, in, you know, six to nine months? Are you looking to, um, you know, go public? What are those aspects of what a PR campaign can do for you? And then within that, it's really, you know, um, down into deeper. Okay, who's your consumers? Which uh, markets make sense for you? Are you a national brand? Are you looking to, you know, win in your backyard? You know, what are those uh, components? And then from there, we really put together, uh, you know, a a series of, of plannings and timelines to really help you as a brand, understand what PR can do. And we try and align with if you have a you know internal social or if you have a social agency, do you have an ad agency? Do you have you know a media buying agency? What are things that we can do within your sort of marketing ecosystem to really be you know a, an additional support and really help drive that? Because at the end of the day, the business objectives are about driving sales on whatever it is. You know, I'm selling, you know, you're selling, whatever it is we need to do, but how we're going to connect with retailers, buyers, and then the end consumer. Yeah. Uh- Awesome. Your website, blazepr.com. Matt Novak, you're the president. Thank you so much, Matt, for joining us. No problem. Thanks again. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely 
absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and re-share you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. And we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement.